Hey, what's up, Amplify? It is Patrick here, and thank you for joining me for another edition of our Bible study. Now, keep in mind, you can find all the information about the Bible study, all past episodes, and all those iTunes links, Spotify links, everything like that, if you're interested in taking the study on the go with you over at AmplifyBibleStudy.com. We are going to be building a little bit more into the website as we go along, maybe some show notes, some study notes, things like that. Right now it just has past episodes up on it, but we will eventually really have that site up and being completely robust in what we're going to be doing with it. We are going to continue today as we look at the Israelites' journey through the wilderness as we pick up in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 21, and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 9 today in the book of Numbers chapter 21. Today I'm going to be using the CSV version. I have been bouncing kind of around translations between um, New King James and CSB. Those are my two favorite translations, and today will be CSB. So if the words are a little different from what you're used to or the ones you're going to be using, that's quite all right. So let's go ahead. And what we find is when we last left the book of Numbers was Aaron's death. And we talked about Aaron's death and we looked at how it kind of contrasted from Miriam's death. And Miriam was just given kind of one line, whereas Aaron had a whole section devoted to his passing and the passing of the priestly robes to Eleazar and things along those lines. Now we see Aaron has passed away and the Israelites are back on the move again. So let's pick up some scripture from there. In verse 1 we read, When the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard the Israelites were co was coming on the <coughs> Athraim road, he fought against Israel and captured some prisoners. Then Israel made a vow to the Lord. If you will hand this people over to us, we will completely destroy their cities. Let's stop right there for a minute. Because the Israelites have had a habit so far of not listening to what God has asked them to do. Of not listening to what he says. Now look with this. They have some of their people captured here, and all of a sudden, what? They're in a panic, right? They're saying, hey, oh, goodness, no. If you will simply help us out of this situation, we will do this for you. Now, do you ever find yourself in that situation as well? Do you ever find yourself making those kind of things to the Lord, those kinds of pleas to God? Oh, God, if you will just help me out of fill in whatever blank you want to fill in, then I will fill in whatever blank you want to fill in. Because that's what they've done here. God, if you will do this for us, then we will do this for you. Now, this is not a good idea. Why? Because we are always supposed to be doing God's will. We're not supposed to be using God as some cosmic vending machine. That's what my pastor, Pastor Andrew, phrased it at a couple of months ago in one of his messages. And that's kind of what the Israelites are doing here, right? God, if you will just do this thing for us, if you will just help us out of this situation, then we will do this for you. It's a very bad idea to do this. 
The Lord listened to Israel's request and handed the Canaanites over to them, and Israel completely destroyed them in their cities. So they named the place Hormon. Now, just because God listened to their request does not mean this is a good idea. Why? I just said it before. We should always be doing what God wants us to do. Always. Not only when it's good for us. Not only when it's convenient for us. Not only when we are in trouble should we go to God. Going to God should be our number one thing that we do all the time. And we're going to see why here in the next section. Then they sent, they set out from Mount Or by way of the Red Sea to bypass the land of Edom, or Edom, my fault. But the people became impatient because of the journey. Hmm. This is a pattern we've seen with Israel before, isn't it? Impatient. Impatient by doing what God wants them to do. We're going to pause for a minute here again. And I want to ask, have you ever been impatient for what God wants you to do? I know I have all the time. This is something that I struggle with all the time. God, why are you making me wait? God, just let this happen. God, here in my work here at the rescue mission, this is something that I fight all the time. Why can't we just go do this? And I have to be pulled back and say, because the timing's not right. Because we have to wait on God. Look at what they're saying here. They become impatient because of the journey. So the pe people did what? Spoke against God to Moses. See, whenever we get impatient, whenever something doesn't go our way, whenever we think that we are the ones to be in control, what do we do? Normally, it's God's fault, right? That's the attitude that we take here. Oh, it was, something's not happening the way I want it to happen. So God, why are you allowing this to happen? And we should never ask that question. We should always just remain in the will of God. And, you know, Moses, got to be getting a little sick of this, to be honest with you. I think if I was in Moses' position, he would have thrown a lot more restraint by now than I would have. Now, yes, he did blow up and hit the rock twice with his staff, which is, was against what God had asked him to do. But at this point in time, they're going back to him again, and look what they say. Why have you led us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Boom. In other words, why have you taken us out of slavery? Why have you taken us out of bondage? Why have you taken us out of being beaten all day? Why have you been taking us out of those harsh labor that we were in? Only to have us die here in the wilderness. That's really what they're saying. We'd rather be back in those conditions than here having to wait on God and having to wait for his plan to roll out before us. There is no bread or water, and we detest this wretched food. Once again, complaining against the things God has provided for them. It's not good enough for them. What in your life do you complain against that God has provided for you? What is not good enough for you? 
And I ask that question right here when I look in the mirror, when I ask it. I'm surrounded by cool gadgets, cool toys. Those of you who know me know this. That is my downfall, is toys. Apple is getting ready to have another event next week. And as much as I hate to say it, probably by the end of the year, I will have another new iPhone. Something I have to work on. That's the same thing that's going on here. Not being content with what God has provided for you. That's what they're doing here. Why we detest this wretched food. There's no this, there's no that. God's provided something for them, but it's not what they want, so they complain about it. Well, what happens? Then the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and they bit them so many Israelites died. Then the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against God and against you. Aha! That line right there. Highlight that line. Highlight that verse right there. Verse 7. Well, more like the beginning of verse 7. We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Now in the New Testament, which we'll get to here in a minute, there's a word for what that is. That word is that great big R word that is the worst word on the planet today, which is repentance. This is the Israelites showing repentance. They came and they admitted, we have sinned. We have done something wrong. Intercede with the Lord so that he will take the snakes away from us. What are they doing? They're going to somebody to intercede for them between God and themselves. Hmm. Can you see the setup that's getting ready to happen here? Can you see where this episode of Amplified Bible Study is about to end or will end where it'll go? They're going to somebody to intercede for them, for God, for the sins that they have committed against God. Do I need to put a great big neon flashing light behind me right now? Let's continue. So Moses interceded for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make an, a snake image and mount it on a pole. When anyone who is looks, bitten looks at it, he will recover. So Moses made a bronze snake and mounted on a pole. Whenever somebody was bitten, he looked at the bronze snake and he recovered. The symbolism here is quite excuse me, quite obvious. What's happening here is quite obvious, but you can say, well, maybe it's not too obvious to me, or maybe this is just the Patrick interpretation of it. No, this is actually. Jesus' words. Well, what do I mean by that? Let's turn to John chapter 3, right before the most famous verse in the Bible. And we're actually going to start at, oh, uh, you know what? Let's just start at verse 5. Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born, of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. 
Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed to, to that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can these things be? asked Nicodemus. Are you a teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Little uh, sarcasm here with Jesus. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, we speak what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. If I have told you these things, if, if I have told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except for the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Verse 14. Two verses right before the most famous Bible verse, the verse that even atheists and people have never read the Bible, can quote. John 3.16. Let's look at John 3.14. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Yeah, I paused. You, 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 you showed didn't just stop there. I paused because I want you to look at that and think about that. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Why? So that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Go back to Numbers 21, 8. Well, 8 and 9. When anyone who was bitten looks at it, he will recover. Where was the snake or the bronze snake that Moses made? wasn't on the ground. It was what? Put up on a pole. So how do you look at it? You had to look up. What is happening here? The obedience to God. God is telling them, this is how you're going to recover. Look up to me. And you will recover. The poison will be gone. See this? See verse 14. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so who? The Son of Man. So Christ must be lifted up. And then what? Those who believe in him. Those who believed that God would be able to heal them by looking up at the snake. Why did the snake come? Why did the snakes come to begin with? Why did God send the poisonous snakes to begin with? Well, look. He sent them why? Because Israel had sinned against him. What was the cure for that sin? Well, first off, Israel came and said, You please intercede for us. And then, once they admitted their wrongdoing, once they went to someone to help intercede for them with God, God gave them the intercession. Just as God today has given us the intercession through Jesus. The Old and the New Testament fit together like puzzle pieces. All you have to do is look 
for where and how you put them together. And this one is quite obvious because it comes straight out of the mouth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so too must the Son of Man be lifted up. A lot of heavy stuff we covered today, and I get that. And a lot of people just, just look at these five passages, because the bronze snake incident is really only five passages of Scripture. And they look at it and just kind of blow by it and, and keep moving on. But I hope you take the time to go on and look at how these passages correlate. How Jesus' discussion with Nicodemus, go back and look at that full discussion. Go back and start at John 3.16. I mean, John, not John 3.16, John 3. Start at verse 1 in there and go all the way down to verse 20. And see how that correlates to Numbers 21, 1 through 9. Look at how it matches together. Because John 3, 16, while a great verse, while the encapsulation of the gospel is right there, what is around it is just as powerful. And what is around it is what is going on with the bronze snake incident in Numbers. This idea that you're being punished for your sin. That you fall away from God. But when you turn back to him through Jesus, it is forgiven. It's right there in the Old Testament. People who say Jesus isn't in the Old Testament aren't looking close enough because there it is in the bronze snake incident what do you think you think i'm off base do you think i'm wrong about this do you think i'm making too many stretches because i don't think so not when it comes right out of the mouth of the son of god what do you think and answer those questions i asked earlier Take a look at your life. Answer those questions and answer them honestly. Where are times in your life that you are not content with what God has provided for you? Like the Israelites are here. Where are times in your life that you turn from God when things get bad and they don't go your way? Or go your way in the time you think they should? Those are the deep questions we look at here in, in, in this section. Guys, I hope, guys and gals, don't want to be sexist. I hope you've had a great, great time watching this video and listening to the podcast of this. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And remember, share the group on Facebook because that is where all the discussion happens is right there in the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash Amplify Bible Study. You can find the link on the website Amplify Bible study. Please go join the group, share it with your friends, invite them in to join, and let's talk about God's Word in a deeper, more meaningful, more personal level. Until next time, everybody, thank you. Have a great, great week.